Gus Nation, you're listening to a special edition of the PCAST. I'm Casey Krieger, and I am joined by the 14th head basketball coach in Austin State University history, Coach Corey Gibson. Coach, it's not welcome to Clarksville. It's welcome back to Clarksville. How are you doing this morning? So happy to be back, and man, great being in front of you. Uh, I guess the first question, has it sunk in? It, it has not. I mean, um, I got a bit emotional during the, uh, during the press conference. I don't even like to call it a press conference. I got so emotional, but it was authentic, I can tell you that. And uh, I would imagine... In the next coming coming days, I have some time to reflect on them, but right now it still seems surreal. It was uh, it, it wasn't a press conference. It was an introduction. It was a welcome home. It was a celebration. It was great. Uh, some of the lines you had yesterday, I think everybody's still talking about. You said you nicked your finger and you looked down and realized I still bleed red. That one was that one was great. Uh, you talked a lot yesterday about how much this meant to you, and anybody that watched that could tell. You said it was authentic, and you went up there, no notes, no phone. Did was that all just? I mean, just straight from the heart. It was straight from the heart. I had no idea what I would speak about before getting up to the podium. And so um, I think um, I would hope that everyone can appreciate the authentic, uh, um, the authentic touch that it had and then the passion that um, that was uh, revealed in front of the audience. I think everybody there could tell how much this place really does mean to you. And one guy I know I saw there that was really excited, Coach Luce couldn't stop smiling yesterday. What, what does he mean to you? What is it like having him around again? Coach Luce means the world to me. Um, you know, he's a guy, he and his staff, that gave me an opportunity. Young country kid from uh, the Boo Hill of Missouri and played juco ball at Three Rivers Community College for a great coach in Gene Bass. And, and uh, my old man, he told me at that time, he said, you know, Coach Luce is a guy that takes care of his people and Austin Peay State University does also. So I tell you what, he has some foresight in that. And um, I really appreciate him uh, passing it along to um, the chip off the old block. So let's talk about, you said from Three Rivers Community College in Missouri, you broke your foot three times, you said? Was that all in junior college? Was that in high school? Um, I broke it in high school, and um, I broke it twice in junior college. I was able to uh, prehab and rehab and get it back together, And but Austin P was a program that even though they knew I had that ailment, they stuck with me. And um, it worked out, and we had great success here together, had great teammates and a great staff, and uh, the community helped push us along during that time. I'd say it worked out. Your first game at Austin P, you score a team-high 19 points, lead the Govs to a win over Memphis in the pyramid, the old pyramid where they used to play. Mm-hmm. What was that game like? What do you remember from that? i tell you what. What I remember about that is that uh, the bus got stuck that day. <laughs> and I always tell guys when we go into certain games that in times of adversity is that uh, as a coach and a player is when we had our best moments. So it was an adverse moment before that outcome. But uh, – that was a very special team, very special group, and uh, have so many great memories and, and, and fondness of that time. That team went on to win the regular season and tournament championship for the OVC that year. Talk about that team. Do you still talk to those guys? Have you, any of them talked to you recently, reached out after all this happened? We do. We still talk and communicate. You, it, it's not like it's an everyday thing. Right. 
but uh when when we do communicate and when we do talk it's uh, it's like we we still play together because we have so much skin in the game and and we had wars that and battles that we fought and and when we hung tough and hung in there and and uh, really worked through and grooved some things and uh, that group of guys welcomed me I was a juco transfer some of those guys have been around here a while, so they welcomed me, and we became brothers, and uh, we're still brothers to this day. But I've heard from several of them that have reached out with warm welcomes, and they're looking forward to coming back and really lending a helping hand and being big brothers uh, to the guys that are currently uh, on the roster and will be on the roster in Ad- the future. Adrian Henning said yesterday in the quote we had, uh, he said, Corey came to us in our time of need, and we became champions. Yeah, A-, A Adrian was a terrific teammate. He was a great teammate. He was a warrior on that floor. And um, he's doing great things in the business world now and in the realm of real estate. And so I'm just so proud uh, to say that uh, he's my brother. Um, he's my former teammate. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. It's just it's a blessing to be able to uh, reflect and see guys that you play with just striving in life and doing great things. That team went on to win the regular season championship the next year, and you got a win against Belmont in the first round of the NIT. What kind of player were you at Austin Peay? How would you describe yourself as a basketball player? I really can't describe myself. I couldn't tell you. Um, I would like other people to do, to, to do that. I'm just glad to be able to say that I was a, a small piece to the puzzle. Um, I don't like to make things about me. I never have. But uh, I'm very fortunate to, to have come here and, and uh, been a graduate of Austin Peay State University. And I'm very fortunate to have had great teammates and we're able to do something special together. Two-time graduate, uh, both do master's and your bachelor's from here. Um, so after your playing career, Tony Collins, who helped recruit you to Austin Peay, gave you your first coaching job at Virginia State. What did you learn from him there at that first time as a coach? Yeah, we, we called Tony Collins. We called him TC at that time. Okay. Um, I'm thankful that TC saw something in me and gave me uh, my first opportunity to be a full-time assistant coach at the collegiate level. He, uh, you know, I, I really have a fondness in my heart for him. We got to Virginia State University, and uh, in our second year there, T.C. was coach of the year. So um, he's a great coach himself, but um, he's also a great family man. And, um, hey, T.C., want to give you a shout-out. I know T.C., you know, he, he's the type of guy he always pays attention, even though you may not think he, he does. But uh, T.C. is a great man, and T.C. might have been here almost 17 years, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Right. Um, T.C. is a true governor through and through, even though he's not a graduate of here. So UNC Greensboro, back to Austin P to Missouri State. That's your journey as an assistant coach. What did you learn during those years? You learn what to do and what not to do. Life is a dynamic process, and you cross, cross, cross paths with so many different people, and, and uh, you see so many different nuances of the profession. But uh, now, it's, now it's a full circle, full circle experience, and um, I don't like to reflect on the past too much. That's why uh, the rearview mirror is not as big as the front windshield. I like to look forward and stay in the present moment. And uh, the only way you can unwrap a present uh, present is if you stay in the present moment. Last question about that assistant coaching. You got to work with Coach Luce for the first time. What was it like seeing a different side of him? It was different from uh, playing for him because uh, he had dove into a different phase of his life. Um uh, Coach Luce was a much younger man when I played for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had also been an athletic director for quite a few of those years. I think being the AD and head coach, you know, I think it really, really, really um, 
played a part in 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 um from an energy standpoint it can be taxing when you have to carry the weight of the shoulders i mean the weight of the world on your shoulders but what i realized um when i came back is that he was the same person as far as not ever being too high and not ever getting too low and uh he's a man that i've always admired how he can keep the right perspective on life so those assistant coaching years you guys went on trips to canada and cancun i just want you to know we've still got those photos from those trips back in our archives we were looking through them all yesterday and found them so you be ready for those <laughs> right on <laughs> so after all those years in the assistant coach northwestern state calls and you're a head coach for the first time what does that mean what is that like it was uh it was truly a blessing right because what happens a lot of times in our profession is that power five assistants okay gets the low major mid-major mid-major plus head coaching positions you know not often can you be a mid-major a mid-major plus assistant and you go get a uh, a head coaching job there's only 360 of them but uh, northwestern state that administration uh, they saw something in me and then it became about it's not about me it's about um, having the right staff and having the right group of collective young men that can uh, really do the deal, as we like to say. But uh, I will forever be grateful of that administration for entrusting me to uh, be at the ham of Northwestern State University. Uh, but I'm also grateful for the opportunity to be back here at Austin P and experience the full cycle of life. You said yesterday we have to pay homage to Northwestern State for that year. Talk about that run you just went on, 22-9. and nine, You took a team that won nine games the year before. I mean, number two seed the conference tournament, beat number 15 TCU. Just talk about that whole season. It was special. It was special. But the staff did the heavy lifting. Um, the players were relentless in allowing us to coach them. People in the community pushed the wagon. They didn't try to jump on the wagon. The, the administration was so helpful in, in helping us find resources to get through the year. So it all came together. Um, I didn't know much about gumbo before I went to Louisiana, but, you know, now it kind of helps me keep things in perspective. You know, it was a big pot of gumbo that helped make it all work. And uh, that's how it has to be here at Austin P. moving forward. You know, whether it be a chicken leg, a neck bone, or, 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 or a hog's ear, okay? When you put it in that gumbo, the roux has to be right. Mm -hmm. If the roux isn't right, no matter what the other ingredients are, it's not going to taste good. So we got to make sure we make the right gumbo here at Austin P. I think you read my script because my next question was, I've got family from down in Louisiana, and I was going to ask what was the best food you had down there. And it seems like it might have been gumbo. Well, I've, I've never had gumbo because okay. I have a shellfish allergy. Okay. So most of the time when you eat gumbo yeah, down in the south, in it. it's got some type of shrimp or shellfish in it. But um, I never had it. But I know the ingredients, and I know what go in it, and I've seen people make it. But um, – all the food is great down there. Yeah. There's just so many different flavors of Cajun and things like that and authentic touch that goes into it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful source, a beautiful place. The weather's great and the people are great. But uh, now we're on to the next chapter. Scotty Walden signed a wide receiver from Louisiana. We told him he had to bring some boudin up here whenever he came up in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> boudin is good eating now. Oh, yeah. All right, so what's the biggest thing you learned in your first year as a head coach? The biggest thing I learned is like um, – it's not as hard as people make it, right? I remember one time I went to a, a conference and, and some guys got up and they said, uh, you know, the first 100 days is the toughest. I guess it can be. And then uh, there was a coach that got up that had been around a while. He said, it's not the first 100 days. He said, um, it's the last 100 days 
when you know um, you may not get an extension. And so my, my, my heart goes out to all the coaches in the profession um, that know what that means, you know, that have wives and have kids. You know, so much is based off on um, the outcome of a game, whether it's a win or a loss. But uh, we have to keep in perspective that uh, coaches have kids and have families. And uh, my heart goes out to all the coaches in the profession that, uh, that have uh, good and bad experiences because it's not cookie cutter. What do you see as being the biggest change from Corey Gibson year one as a head coach to year two? I don't know that yet, okay, because I don't know what's in store. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I can tell you is that I'm a consistent person. Uh, my virtues are intact, and uh, my values will remain the same. And so there's a level of consistency about me um, that I will not deviate from as an individual. Now, my priorities have changed because I'm in a different zip code. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I will continue to be who I've always been, even when I was a player here. So you've been a player, you've been an assistant. Now you're in charge. What is your vision for this program and its next year and the years to come? The vision is for all of us to come together. This is going to take a collective effort. This is going to take everybody pushing the wagon. This is going to take everybody serving. It's going to take everybody being equally yoked. It's going to take um, unbreakable brotherhood and unbreakable sisterhood. Like, that's, that's, that's what this whole detail is going to be about. It's never going to be about Corey Gibson, the player. That's my past. It's never going to be about Corey Gibson, the coach. But um, the telltale will be how fast we can all be expedient as one collective group to help make this whole big pot of gumbo work. You talked about it yesterday, you, and I think one of the best things you said was when a family member's sick or down, you don't run away from them, you come back. And you, I think the whole community is going to come back, and we're going to get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, and speaking of the community, FNM Bank Arena is, can be a new center of this community. What does that opportunity to coach in that gym, that whole building mean? It's such a nice, t- nice touch of this community to be able to walk downtown and just see, uh, man, how much of a beautiful spectacle that is, you know, for the Clarksville soil. Um, we're, we're, we're blessed to have an opportunity to open up arena like that. And, um, you know, when you have an opportunity like that, it most definitely has to be taken advantage of in a good way and not taken, um, and not taken for granted. So we're going to make sure that we all put our best foot forward to make sure that uh, we put the right imprint on FNM Arena. So obviously you've been busy coaching. When was the last time you had been back to Austin P? been back to Clarksville before this whole process started? Had it been since you were an assistant? The last time I was back, um, I was a pallbearer for Mr. Evans Harville. So that was the last time I was back in this area, but it was a very quick turnaround. Um, came in, uh, paid homage, did the deal, and got back on a flight. Um, but uh, that was the last time I was back, and it has changed since then. Even when I drove down some some roadways and alleyways, some new buildings have been up been put up since then. Yeah, so you've Clarksville's changed a lot. I've been here for eight years now, and it's every just keeps on changing and growing and getting bigger. I mean, last time you were here, we couldn't win football games, and now that doesn't now we win football games. So. Lots of good changes, lots of good happening. What kind of basketball can everyone expect to see next year at FNM Bank Arena? You're going to see a team that always leaves empty, okay? I'm not much that talks about uh, basketball X's and O's. That takes care of itself. That's the easiest part of the game. I mean, everybody can get on a mic and everybody can talk about, you know, what style of offense or defense they're going to play. Um, but the most important thing is, is, is how you leave a game. Uh, we're going to leave empty. Um, we're going to have a group of young men that's going to lay it on the line. And uh, we're going to represent um, as best we can. 
And uh, we're not going to take the opportunity for granted as a coaching staff and the young men that will be on the roster um, will not take it for granted wearing that jersey. So um, everything will be well represented. You had some family here with you yesterday. How much does it mean to you to show them Austin P and show them Clarksville, a place that they may not have been able to experience yet because you've been at Northwestern State, Missouri State? I want them to take it all in. And, um, you know, I told them, don't, don't make this about me. Don't make it about my past experience. Uh, I want you to have a unique experience and uh, take it all in and enjoy it. And, um, and I want them to go through the process at their own pace. Um, I don't want them to expedite uh, of trying to take it all in and, and get it all at once. So I think they're enjoying it. Um, I think they're going to have a great experience. Um, and I know they're looking forward to it and being all hands on deck. So last question before we get to our rapid-fire questions here. What does Corey Gibson do when he's not being a basketball coach? You know, I'm, I'm a family man. Um, I love being around my kids. I love being around my wife. Um, I love my staff. Um, and I don't deviate much from um, my inner circle. And then, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a country boy. You know, I love to hunt. I love to fish. So um, I'm always paying attention to wildlife. I love to read. And so there's so many different things that I do, you know, just depending on the time of the year. And, and I love fixing up on old cars. So I got a little bit of that in me also. Um, and then um, I love talking to my character coach. So um, I, I failed to mention it yesterday, but the character coach for Northwestern State is actually Pastor Robert Harris, who passes a coach here in Clarksville. So he flew out uh, to many games this year uh, to mentor the staff and the team. So um, he and I, we often have um, our confidant sessions and, and, and how we go about, you know, mentoring the young men and the staff on the team. Awesome. You ready for these rapid-fire questions? They're the ones we ask everybody on the PCAST, so you can't get out of here without them. Uh, what's your favorite word or saying? Dadgummit. Dadgummit. <laughs> uh, what's the last book you read? Reawakening Virtues. What is your worst habit? Um, being loyal to a fault. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Never thought about it. Um, if you could change any rule in any sport, what would it be? Coaches can still play. Co you, you get six man or is it you get to go out there and just be a player coach? I just, w I just would want to go out there and shoot a free throw. Just one free throw? Just You're the designated free throw, free throw shooter. Absolutely. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? Probably the weather app. The weather app? Um, what is the last gift you gave somebody? Love. I don't think we've ever had that answer. It's a good one. Um, if we're casting a movie about you, who are you picking to play yourself? Me. Yep. We get that one a lot. That's a good one. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Most embarrassing song I love. I don't think I'm attached to a, an embarrassing <laughs> song, but uh, one of my favorite songs is I Don't Feel No Ways Tired. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Coach Rodney Hamilton. Okay. I hear I hear him singing. He's the associate head coach of the program. I hear him <laughs> singing all the time. So if he put on the concert, I most definitely would be the first in the front row. <laughs> What's the one place in the world you want to visit the most? F&M Arena, first home game. There it is. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Coach Luce, Gerald, and Dr. Lacari. 
a good a good answer. I'm pretty sure we can make that one happen. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Life itself. What advice would you give to your younger self? Full circle is a reality. It is. Um, so last question comes from our last new head coach to do this. It's a two-part role, and Fanning had to ask two. First off, who's the GOAT, Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe, or someone else? That's, that's what he wants to know. This is what I'll say about that. Now you got to give me some time on this mic. No, you're good. We got all, all day. Okay. Um, Jordan and you said Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe, right? Those are the three names he gave. Okay. If you have someone else in mind, don't feel free to throw them out there. Okay. Jordan, Jordan and Kobe um, were assassins. They were killers mm -hmm. in the game. And back in that time, people paid homage to the killer mentality, right? So LeBron comes up in the era where he is just as successful, if not more successful than them in his own right, but he has a more loving mm -hmm. mentality. It's not a killer mentality in how he goes about his business. Um, you take Kobe. Kobe and Shaq could not coexist after a certain point in time. Um, you take Jordan. Jordan and Barkley um, are best friends, but they haven't spoken in 10 years. Right. So when you have a killer assassin's mentality, sometimes you can detach yourself uh, from the love of your loved ones. But um, I'm really impressed with how LeBron is the goat of taking his friends and putting them through college and bringing them up, and now they run his empire. And so it's something to be said for that. Um, people associate, you know, rings and winning with hardware. Um, I associate it with a combination of all of it. And I think LeBron is the best I've ever seen at bringing up his family and his loved ones and empowering them and, um, and not letting them take advantage of his success, but bringing them up and helping them strive while he's being successful. I think his longevity and consistency is the thing for me that the other two didn't have a career that long. They didn't play as many games and all that. Second question, Roland Fanning wants to know if you can throw a baseball, and if so, will you throw the first pitch at a baseball game this year? I can throw a baseball, but I don't, I don't know if I can throw it accurately. <laughs> but uh, if I'm invited to throw it at a game, I most definitely will do it. I, I think he's definitely going to invite you. I think that was his little informal invitation. Uh, Coach, thank you for your time. Thank you for being on the PCAST. We're so glad to have you back here. And uh, can't wait to get to work. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Check this out. A house is not a home. I hate this song. Is a house really a home when your loved ones is gone? And people got the nerve to blame you for it. And you know you would have took the bullet if you saw it. But you felt it and still feel it. And money can't make up for it or conceal it. But you deal with it and you keep balling. That's why I the playboy and we keep balling. Baby, we've been living in sin because we've been really in love. But we've been living.